Hey friend, are you in a season where you're unsure of who you are? Are you asking God to reveal your purpose? Here's the thing, purpose doesn't happen by accident. You have to be intentional about discovering that. And it also changes as the season of life you're in changes. If you said yes, then I have the perfect solution for you to figure that out while allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you through it. Grab your copy of I Am Becoming Workbook. The good thing about this workbook is you can revisit it anytime you feel like the seasons has changed and you need to adapt to that change. Imagine what your life is going to look like once you discover your purpose. In this self-paced workbook, get access to the seven anchors to becoming and the exercises to help you uncover who God says you are. Buy it for you. Purchase it for a friend who you know is struggling to find their purpose. This workbook is also easy to follow for high school juniors and seniors. Visit https colon backslash backslash b-i-t dot l-y backslash becoming workbook. Have you ever said, I'm a Christian, I shouldn't think this way, and you're searching for a place to help you dismantle unhealthy thoughts or simply feel better? Then you, friend, are in the right place at the right time. Welcome to Grow Black Girl Grow, the podcast. My name is Kiara, your Christian life coach and host. Here's where mental health meets evangelism. Together, we are going to break down those unhealthy thoughts with godly transformative mindset tools so you can build your self-management skill set. If you're ready to live a Christ-centered mental health lifestyle, head to the show notes after this episode is over and sign up to be a part of the email list where you'll get practical tools and exercises weekly. Keep growing. Peace and love, friend. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations, Jeremiah 1 and 5. Hey friend, welcome back to Grow Black, Grow, Grow. My name is Kiara, and I am your host. If you are new, hey, thank you for being here. If you are returning, hey friend, thank you for being here. Okay, so last week, I don't know, the weeks are kind of mulling together, but I'm going to just say last check-in, we'll just go there. Last check-in was lengthy, it was long, it was raw, and a real depiction of life, (laughs) um, I hope that it blessed you. I hope that it helped you be seen, be heard, be validated, and also um, gave you hope. So this week, what am I struggling with? First off, before I even go there, I think what I want to start with is what season am I in? And depending on how many different areas of life that you in or 
um, hats that you wear, titles that you hold, you may be in different seasons at the same time. So if I want to strictly just talk about the season I am in as embarking on this journey of being an entrepreneur, I am going to say I am in a season of planning and preparing. I know that the Lord Ben told me that a long time ago when I first decided to accept the call to be a Christian life coach. Um, so that's the season I'm in, planning and preparing, sowing the seeds, right? Um, doing all the things that needs to be done at the very, very beginning before no one even knows who you are. That is where my struggle has been coming from. Like, my struggle has been rooted deeply in embarking on a new journey and trying not to write my own story, but allow God to write that story. And shout out to, was it I? Irene, I don't know, it might have been her, but in my connect group, shout out to my girl in my connect group who posted this graphic, you know what, um, no, we be having so many texts to like try to look at it, but basically she sent the picture of like a quote, a phrase or whatever you want to call it, um, and it said something along the lines of like, try not to take the pen from God um, because your handwriting doesn't match his. It was something along those lines and it really, really spoke to me because I definitely feel like that is what I was trying to do and that's kind of where that mental health check-in the last time came into play. Um, it was just that desire continuing to fester and grow because I'm like, I know that this is helpful. I know that this is going to reach so many people. I know that people who don't even know God are going to want to know him because they want to just get their mental health together, right? Like, that's what was going through my head and the desire to just bring it to life just kept growing and growing and growing and it was making me loopy and dizzy and all the things. And so, If you're on the Grow Conscious newsletter, then you kind of know a little bit of this, but you, the Lord spoke to me and he said, well, actually, so let me tell you what he did. Um, he actually was like reminding me of Genesis and we all know the story of Genesis, like God created all the days, right? And he did this and he said that was good, right? That's what he did. But he allowed me to look at it from a different lens and that's why oh, I absolutely love reading from the new King James version um, and again like I said if I'm feeling real spiritual I'll read the King James version but um, NKJV is where it's at and I say that because when I read the other translations it's too concrete right it, it's very very literal but when you read it from New King James or King James, the poetry, poetry is subjective. It is up to the, the reader's interpretation. Every single time 
you read the Bible when you're in a different season, you could have read that verse 50 million times. But depending on which season you're in, it's going to mean something totally different because it's poetry. It is subjective to what you think and how you feel. It is God being creative with words. And y'all know words are my thing. And okay, now I'm getting off track. Back to my story. So he told me, I didn't even have to go back and read it. Like the the words, they just flashed in front of my my face and in my mind and I literally was going day by day by day and I was like there's a theme here what is that theme the theme was focus and that's what he told me he was like you need to focus you're not focused you're so busy trying to do this and do that and it's causing you to spiral out of control it's causing you to leave the door open for the enemy to come in and play with you play with your mind and get you off track and really make you lose sight of what you're actually doing that is why I had to focus that is why I had to take a break from social for a couple days and not post take a break from the grow conscious newsletter and literally just pick one task and do that one thing so that I can move forward so that I could really do what God called me to do because I'm having 50 million tabs open, like literally on my computer and also in my brain. And I was too busy skipping from one thing to one thing to one thing, which was causing confusion. So then we know God is not the author of confusion. So the devil was, he was thriving off of that. He was feeding off of that. It was fuel to the fire. So as I said last check in I had like this cloud over my mind and it was just uh, physically feeling faint and all the things right friend all the things and once I got focused and decided to just focus on that one thing that I did that I decided to do for a few days of me like not posting on social and and I was like okay I feel better like I physically feel better I mentally feel better because I felt accomplished. I was like, oh, look, I actually did something. And it's like, uh, girl, hello. That's what you're supposed to be doing anyway. That is how you progress the kingdom of, of God forward. That is what you're doing here. And it's like, okay, all right, Lord, I see you. I see you. I see you. So that's that's my struggle, friend. Um, hopefully this check-in doesn't end up being like a 30-minute check-in. But I'm just here to be transparent and open about my life and really show you how God can be embedded in all facets of your life and how he can really help you get your get your stuff together because we need to get it together so we can show up as him so moving into the gratitude space here I'm still in the same space of just being grateful for my tools being grateful being grateful that I get to do this being grateful that God has blessed me with the ability to do this because not everybody gets to do this this is a privilege first of all to be in community and with God that's a privilege and then to be able to check in with your mind to check in with your body check in with your emotions that too is a privilege because not everybody gets to do that 
Think about the seasoned saints who aren't afforded this ability to do this check-in, to, to, to have this awareness. Um, I was at an event this weekend and, oh Lord, I was at an event this weekend and um, the lady, she was in the wheelchair and she was just talking about like her being diagnosed with diabetes, her losing person after person after person within like the last couple of years and really just in a place of struggle in a place of not seeing a way out and it this is why I do what I do because you can be a follower of God for however long I mean this lady she had to have been in her 70s maybe even in in her 80s and thinking about the mentality of people in that generation all they know is struggle Like all they know is struggle because of the life that they had to live and all they had to hold on to was hope because therapists that that wasn't talked about and still is rarely talked about. Um, Even the church talking about general anxiety and stress and it's like they don't talk about these things from a practical standpoint. And so this lady was just crying out and, and just blurting out every single thing that was coming to her mind as a way to release and it's so good to do that when we go to God and we pray and we cry and do all these things it's so good to have that release because all of these things are stored up in our bodies and so when you cry when you pray even when you laugh you feel a sense of relief come over your your body you feel light you feel good you feel refreshed when you, you do all of these things but it only lasts for a moment. It only lasts for a moment because you need some things, some practical things that you can do so that when the enemy tries to come and use that trauma against you, use the death of a loved one, use your physical health and illness against you, you you need to be able to fight him off. But if you don't have the tools to fight him off, then the only type of relationship you're going to have with God is here's my struggle, here's my hope, here's my struggle, here's my hope, struggle, hope, struggle, hope. Where's the work? Where's the practicality? Where's the thing that you need to do so that you can be able to momentarily step outside of this time? step outside of the things of this world step outside of what the enemy has waiting for you hope can only take you so far hope is what empowers you hope is what strengthens you so that when you get the tools you like okay i already know what what's happening on the other side of this tool so let me put it in place because I already know what's on the other side of the finish line. I just have to do it. I just have to work for it. I just have to step one foot in front of the other. Do the thing because I know God is waiting for me on the other side of this work, on the other side of this step. I know that the Holy Spirit is laying the foundation every single time. This Okay, so... I kind of, I'm going off track here, so hopefully you're following. I apologize if it's like all over the place um, in advance, but I'm going to kind of go to prayer as well here. So one of the things that I pray is, Holy Spirit, every single time I take a step, 
I know that you are laying the ground that my foot is about to land on. That is what I say, especially in times when I'm feeling triggered, especially in times when I feel my anxiety trying to rise above God's will for my life. And we all fall short. I do. That's what happened last week when I was tripping, like big time tripping. I fell short and I forgot about that. And so I physically started to feel my shortcomings. But whenever I remind myself of not only that prayer, but it's also a declaration. Holy Spirit, I know that you are living inside of me. I know that you are with me. And so therefore, I'm going to take this step. And I know whenever I lay my foot down, when I place my foot down, the ground is going to be solid because you laid it. We walking together. We doing this together. So not only it is a prayer, but it's also a declaration. You got to know how to fight the enemy off, not just with hope, not just with, oh, I'm going to go to church on Sunday or I'm going to, I don't know, go to church on Wednesday or Tuesday. All of those things, they are your refuel, right? They are the things that you need to refill your cup to continue to empower you, to continue to pick you up whenever um, it kind of seems like there's no way out, whenever it kind of seems like, okay, are my tools really working today? Yes, they are working. You need both. You need God and you also need the tools. They work hand in hand, hand in hand. And if you want to um, become, be a part of all the things that Grow Black Girl Grow Coaching has to offer, like we give you these tools in our programs in the 31 day challenge that's going on right now the tools are there i'm showing you literally all the things that i do on a daily basis and it's you know i'm just doing what god called me to do i'm just i'm laying it all out there and showing you what works so this mental health check-in is getting a little lengthy so moving into the actions moving into the actions um my actions are to keep using my tools. My actions are to my actions are to just keep reminding myself that I am not doing this of myself. I am not doing this for myself. I am doing all of this for God and his vision that he has given me a glimpse of. That is what I am doing. If I am made in the image of Jesus and his likeness. I have to do this. I have to do this. And God knows who I am. And, and I know who I am. I know that I am a creative person. I know that I love words. I know that I love to write. And so God is allowing me to use the things that are true to me. So that I get to do this, so that I get to show up in the likeness of Jesus and finish the work that he started. Jesus literally only did his ministry for, what, three years? I believe it's three years. Somebody fact check me, but I think it's three years. And Jesus accomplished so much in three years, but there is still so much that needs to happen. And, okay, I keep saying like I'm a wrap up, but... 
you know what it's fine I'll say I will save it for another day but just know that there's definitely a workshop coming up I don't know when whenever the Lord says but there's definitely going to be a workshop coming up a training coming up to really go deeper into this this work that I keep talking about that I keep rambling about the workshop of just knowing that we get to do this like it is a privilege it is an honor that we get to freely worship God that we get to freely choose our thoughts choose our emotions choose our behaviors oh my gosh like friend I cannot wait until I get to present this workshop to you every single time I think about it I'm just brought to tears because of it's just being so like who am I who am I that I get to live this life but God it is by your grace and it is by your favor that I legit get to do this not everybody gets to do this not everybody gets to worship you freely and have choice have choice especially hello we're black people of color i mean i don't really know if like non-people of color listening to this so i don't know i apologize in advance if i'm offending you but for all my people that is people of color think about our ancestors who did not have choice didn't even have choice to read it was taken away from them here we are in 2022, almost 2023, and we get to choose not only what book we want to read, not only what restaurant we want to go eat at, all these beautiful things, but we also get to choose which thought we get to attach to, which emotion we get to attach to, and that further empowers us. It further gives us the ability to walk in the authority that we have through Christ Jesus. So we can tell about a man named Jesus, who is our redeemer. Come on, friend. Give us a picture. And I'm just going to sound like a broken record, but I don't care. I'm singing to the roof. Blows off. Flies off. Whatever that saying is, but Jesus, he is my redeemer every single day. All day. All day, friend all day and let me let let me let me let me let me enlighten you i know i keep saying that i'm in this so by all means skip (laughs) do your thing and skip but let me enlighten you real quick let me tell you why mindfulness is so important and if you want to join the challenge it's not too late like just i don't know find me on instagram and tell me to add you to the facebook group all the things but Let me tell you why mindfulness is so important. I don't really care what like super, super traditional people say. Mindfulness is bomb. Like it is another one of my saving graces because it is literally Jesus redeeming you in real time. It is literally Jesus redeeming you in the most, uh, I guess, physical way possible um it's it's symbolic of jesus literally paying the ransom for you redeeming you giving you restoration every single time that your awareness rises to 
something that is not of God's character, something that is not of Jesus' character, that is Jesus redeeming you. Not everybody has awareness. Even myself, there are things that I still don't know that I do that he has not redeemed me from. And that's okay because we're not there yet. I'm not ready yet and I accept that. But whenever I am ready, whenever he does bring my awareness to whatever that thing is, he is redeeming me. Redemption, friend. Let me tell God is so good. He is so good. He is so good. And I'm telling you, it's so easy. It is so easy to do this. Okay, that's not true. It's not true. I'm not up here lying to you. I promise you, I'm not lying to you. What I mean by easy is... What what am I trying to say, Lord? Just to live this life. To live this life even in regards to bringing up your awareness, raising your awareness to the thing. It is easy, but it's also difficult. It's difficult because we don't want to let go. We don't want to let go. We don't want to do the thing. We don't want to... We don't want to do the work. We just want to be lazy. I told... Didn't I tell you last time? Last season? We ain't basic. We don't want to be basic all our lives. Like, Jesus is not basic, okay? Jesus is royalty. Mm, Top tier, okay? Top tier. And when we're doing things, especially in the name of Jesus, it is an excellence. So... Raising your awareness is a part of your responsibility and your duty as a Christian. That is why here we live a Christ-centered mental health lifestyle. When you get your mental health in order, you're going to be close to God. You're going to be close to the Father. You're going to be close to all the angels, all the people who came before you. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's hard. It's ugly. I be crying all the time because I'm like, uh-uh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to wallow. Okay, because it feels better to wallow. But that's also not true. It's not true. It's not true. <laughs> but anyways, I need to stop, stop rambling um, because this is definitely getting super lengthy. Um, but yeah, join the Mindfulness Challenge. We're still up and running we're still going there's some posts in there check it out find me on instagram at podcast.growblackgirl if you um like can't find how to get added to anything um and i'll add you to the facebook group so that you can see all the things that are happening in there because i really want this for you friend i want you to be able to do this be enlightened be enlightened we don't follow after Buddha, but he was on to something. And I want to show you what he was on to in a godly way. Enjoy the episode. According to NBC News, more than 94% of people have unwanted thoughts and impulses. That's mind-blowing, friend. But makes total sense. Here's why. For the past 10 years now, I have been practicing mindfulness, but I never fully understood how to transfer the skill to really reap the benefits. So I was very inconsistent with my practice 
which delayed my progress even more, if you can imagine. But by the grace of God, he showed me how to have a healthy and consistent Christian mindfulness practice, and I want to show you how you can have that too. Would you join me for the next 31 days beginning October 1st for a free 31-day Christian mindfulness challenge? Visit bit.ly backslash 3bcpzvj. You can also find the link in the show notes. Are you ready to start, continue, or grow your Christian mindfulness practice? Go to https colon backslash backslash B-I-T dot L-Y backslash three capital B C-P capital Z V capital J. Again, bit.ly dot L-Y backslash three B C-P Z V-J to secure your spot today. Okay, friend, I have a question for you. Have you ever heard of the term false reality? If you have been here somewhere in Grow Black Girl Grow space, maybe on the podcast or even on IG, you may have come across my content where I talk about false realities from time to time and If I don't say false realities, I like to call it a sitcom, a TV show that your mind plays on you. And y'all know I am very unashamed and transparent in my journey. So I'm going to share a little story with you. So one of the main reasons why season one perspective came about was because of a false reality that I was living in. And so just to briefly let you know, false reality just means that it is, it's a scenario, it is a life, an alternate universe, if you will, that your mind creates for you. And so even though you are physically in the present, in the here and now, your mind has taken you somewhere else. And there was a book that I was reading and it described the mind as being a time machine. And I was like, yes, Uh, hello, light bulb moment. The mind is totally a time machine. Like you can go to the past, to the future, to the present, and literally a split thought, a split second, if you will. But really what's happening is it's your thought that is moving from train station to train station and you just you're not getting off the train of thought and I need you to get off the train of thought here so I had a false reality like well let me not even say a I had many (laughs) I had many false realities with my husband um with regular people that I encountered and it was because my mind was making up these things and so I made up something and 
in my my head I'm like super frustrated right so I retreated to my mind and it just began to go and go and go and go and go and I'm pretty sure I was probably like washing dishes doing something that is very habitual something that I don't even realize and so it's very easy for my mind to go off because I don't have to concentrate on it right and so that's really what happens when we're in our minds when we're living in a false reality our mind will take us somewhere while we're doing something that doesn't really require thought and that is where we get sucked in because our conscious mind doesn't have to be present for that particular activity and sometimes there are activities that our conscious mind should be conscious of and our subconscious takes over and so that's where the false reality comes into play and I was doing something probably like I said some household chore where I retreated into my thoughts and I just kept going and going and going saying one thing after another and every single time I repeated that thought loop a new outcome came and it was a more catastrophized outcome okay and whenever I finally came out of that sitcom that false reality my behaviors reflected that of the reality uh, or at least the false reality rather and that went on for a long time like such a long time and I didn't know that's what I was doing and so I, I maybe I have said it like hinted at it on the podcast way back when but uh, the hubs he would be like Kiara why are you acting like this and I'm like, because you said this or you did that. And he's like, no, I didn't. And I'm like, yes, you did. Like, let me tell you, because this is this, this and this happened. And he's like, that never happened. And the light bulb moment went off like, girl, cray cray. Okay. Like get your life together right now because you sitting up here making things up and it ain't happening. You live in life as if, um, Sorry, I had like a piece of hair caught in my mouth. But anyway, um, you sitting here living life, like actual life, as if those things in your mind actually happen. And so here's the thing about the mind. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. And I'm not exactly sure if the people back in the day knew exactly what they were saying or at least how strong of a statement it is to say that the mind is a powerful thing to waste and it's so true the mind can take you here and there and it's it can't differentiate between what's real and what's fake and so as you're going through this sitcom right your television show that has no commercials (laughs) it is an endless commercial free type of segment okay Hello, we like commercial free (laughs) and our mind feeds off of that. So we're just going and going and going and going. No commercial time. Unless in my case, my kiddos come and they momentarily get me out of the trance and I get whatever they need and then I go back. And that happens sometimes. And I'm not going to sit up here and tell you that I'm completely um, out of the false reality realm. Like, no. Mm-mm. still live in them and that's fine I'm accepting it but let me tell you this 
Kiara knows not to stay there. Kiara has realized when her mind does that. And that's the thing about intrusive thoughts. That's the thing about being a person who struggles with generalized anxiety and stress and overwhelm. These things are not going to completely go away because they are a part of our particular human experiences. And that's okay. That is okay. And it's okay because once you get the practical tools that you need to deal with these things, and in this case, false realities, oh, baby, there's nothing you can't do after this. That impact that the false reality had on you beforehand is going to go away. It's not going to be as strong and you're not going to be met with feelings of guilt and shame and embarrassment and any other emotion that may come from dealing with something like a false reality and so way back when I was extremely embarrassed to let my husband know that these things were happening to me one because I didn't understand what was going on and two he didn't deal with the things that I was going through and and still go through today and so It was very much like a rift between us whenever this particular situation would arise. It's like I was struggling and dealing with all the things and my behaviors, as I've mentioned before, is attitude and irritability. So I would be extremely attitudinal and like, just like, oh, get away from me. Don't talk to me like super snappy ignore him (laughs) I'm spilling all the tea today but like I'm just being honest that's what I would do those are the types of behaviors that I would exhibit because of the false reality because of what my mind made me think he said and he did now the situation is the situation whatever happened it happened but it was my mind's interpretation of what happened that made my behaviors do the thing and made me be the way that I was being. And it's like, God don't show up as an attitude. That's not a part of his character. And as his daughter, as a follower of his son, I can't show up like that either. So we got to fix it. And how do we fix being in a false reality? How do we do that? Well, choice. (laughs) And that's what we're talking about this season, right? We're talking about the power of choice. And I actually have three journal questions that I want to give you to help you whenever you are dealing with a false reality. So the first question is, what is the true motivating factor of your false reality? So in my instance, like I said, it was something, who knows what happened? Like, you never know. (laughs) You never remember the actual situation or the, the, the thing, unless it was like super traumatic. But usually you don't remember the thing. You just remember what so and so said and what so and so did. So I don't exactly remember what happened. All I know is whatever it was, it really struck me to my core because hello, like we're living this life together, but we still have certain things apart from each other that can clash with 
the other person's belief system. So whatever he said, whatever he did, it affected some type of traumatic thing. It triggered some memory and I retreated to my mind. That's what I did. So to you, friend, figure out what happened. What was that trigger? What was the motivation behind the retreat? And in my case, it was definitely both external and internal. Externally, it was him for whatever it was that he said and did. And then internally, so that external thing, it struck something internally within me, something that I probably suppressed from who knows how long. And so it's so important why we have to be careful with our choices. We have to be careful with what thoughts we choose to attach to because some of these thoughts they don't even be real no more like they don't even be truth to who we are today in time and yet they're still holding us back they're still allowing us to create these false realities that are unserving and if you can hear that I am recording while the boys are having bath time and the closet is connected to that area so sorry if that's really loud so the second question I want to tell you um, is how does that impact how you show up to the world now here's the, the thing these questions build upon each other so I would encourage you to do them in the order as I give them to you so how does that impact how you show up to the world so for me I was showing up to my husband as having an attitude and completely shutting him out. He's like, how he is, he wants to talk about it. I'm like, no, mm -mm. get out of my face, don't want to do it, move around. We're not talking right now, but that's not right. That is not showing love and kindness. So it's so important as well. I keep saying everything is important, but for real though, it's important (laughs) that we get to know the character traits of God we have to know the character traits of God we have to know what adjectives are a part of God's character because when we know that information we get to embody it we get to say my God is love my God is kind am I being kind right now am I being loving right now and if the answer is no Go ahead and say, Lord, forgive me. I did not show up as you today or I did not show up as you in this moment. But I'm going to take a deep breath because every single time I connect to the breath, I reconnect to you and I am given a second chance. So how does that impact how you show up to the world? And then number three is what can you do to walk in victory? What can you do to walk in victory? For me personally, now that I have gotten over the embarrassment of dealing with false realities and making up these crazy scenarios in my head, I actually tell my husband what happens to me. I do. Um, We established that agreement recently where whatever is happening, whenever it is happening, I stop and I say, this is what's coming up for me right now. And whatever that is, I just let it out. 
And I'm still going to be honest, it still takes me a minute to get it out as far as in being able to articulate it to him because one, like when you actually say it out loud, it's like, girl, what? (laughs) That's what you was thinking. Now you really sound crazy for real. So that's one part of it. And then the other part is like the embarrassment still tries to rise, but I know that's just my humanity and that's just the devil trying to make me wallow in those feelings because if I don't let my husband know what's going on, then it's going to continue to cause separation between us. That's not what God wants either. God orchestrated marriage. It is a true depiction of how Christ loves the church. God, the devil doesn't like marriage. So that's why he causes division in it. So of course he wants me to wallow in my embarrassment. Of course he doesn't want me to be open and honest and he wants me to retreat to my mind so that I can continue to make these things up so that I can continue to move further and further away from my husband but it's like no remember I guess two episodes ago now we said we showing the devil that his thoughts are not ours they our thoughts and his thoughts they are not one in the same over here and we do that every single time we choose a new thought every single time we choose to press forward so whenever I stop well whenever I come to the awareness that's number one whenever I come to the awareness that I am operating in my mind and I'm making things up however long it takes sometimes it takes two minutes sometimes it takes 10 minutes not even gonna lie to you it depends on the severity of the situation so however much time has lapsed (laughs) I tell my husband what happens and it doesn't matter it could be in person it could be over the text message I tell him in that moment because if I don't tell him in that moment, it festers, it grows, and the separation will continue to come. So I tell him what comes up for me, and then we move forward. And that has become very, very powerful for us, and um, I'm very grateful that I have someone who is extremely kind to me and empathetic and that has grown over time because as someone who doesn't understand anxiety um he was like girl you tripping (laughs) but now after um me being more open about what happens in my mind he's like okay no you're not tripping girl you just got a little things going on (laughs) so being open and honest with him has been extremely powerful for our union and it's now coming to the point where he can actually begin to recognize when something is wrong and as soon as I tell him he'll he'll tell me yeah I knew already and I was letting you like have that moment and that has been even more helpful to me as a person who struggles with anxiety and things that make me go extremely haywire in the mind because anxiety makes you feel isolated right it makes you feel like you're the only person going through this you're the only person that has to be in this situation and kind of like there's no way out and so when I allow my husband to be here 
and and experience it from you know the third person looking in one it is a reminder of me or, or at least a reminder to me that I don't have to embody these feelings or even these thoughts I can continue to be objective and that's what we talked about in season one to be objective with our thoughts and our feelings and me talking to my husband about it is a reminder to be objective is a reminder to allow myself to let these thoughts just be what they are thoughts and let the feelings be what they are feelings and not attach to them if I don't want to and even if I do choose to come up out of it and choose to move on whenever I'm ready and whenever I feel safe to do that so I really hope that this inspired you it encouraged you um I mean if you get anything out of this episode, it is my hope that you take away to find someone that you can be open and honest with about what's happening with you. Vulnerability is hard, but it is also powerful in you growing, in you really showing up for God. We talked about humility in order to be and operate from humility you have to be vulnerable you have to be willing to sit in the thick of the ugly the bad the raw that is generalized anxiety and intrusive thoughts because every single time they stay in your mind they become a part of your character they become who you show up in the world as and we don't want to show up in the world as the thought or at least the person that our thought creates we don't want to show up as her or him if you're a guy listening to this we don't want to show up as that person we want to always show up as a representative of God and I probably sound like a broken record but it's fine because that's what I believe in I believe that when you can get your mental health in line and live a Christ-centered mental health lifestyle, you will show up as a representative of Christ. So, if this episode blessed you, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating, and let me know what was your biggest takeaway from this episode. I'd love to know your aha moment. Put it in the review so that others can see and have that same aha moment, or at least something similar. You can always send me an email at grow at growblackgirlgrowcoaching.com or send me a DM on Instagram at podcast.growblackgirl. I will answer to whichever modality you choose to communicate with me. But yeah, thank you so much, friend, for being here. If no one has told you they love you, I love you. And I appreciate your listenership. And before we end... Let's do a breathing exercise. So if you can, close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. All right, friend. As always, keep growing. Peace and love.
Thank you for listening to Grow Black Girl Grow. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and are eager to come back next week. Be sure to follow Grow Black Girl Grow on social media at podcast.growblackgirl. Subscribe to the podcast for future episodes and leave us a review so that we can continue to grow this community.